You're listening to The Voice, episode 18. This episode, hosted by Judd Rasmussen. Welcome back to The Voice. I'm Judd Rasmussen, and today we're going to talk about the creative class. And the reason I want to have this conversation is I was sitting down with a colleague a few weeks back, and we were talking about what it takes to be great or not so great uh, as a designer, as a marketing agency, as a supplier in town. Uh, those people who design your trade show booths, your websites, your logos, um, they brand your products, they brand your companies. And to join me for that conversation is Greg McDonald, who's the creative director at Carleton University Communications. Greg, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Uh, and I wanted to have this conversation because you had some strong opinions about everything. everything. Uh, specifically, we were talking about the creative because you've been on the client side and you are now at Carleton. You've been on the agency side, so you've seen so- both sides of the coin. And I think a good starting point for the conversation is a quote that I read the other day that says, popular thinking brings mediocre success. And it was my sense that you were applying that to the creative community, that really the creative community, broadly speaking, because it's it's far-reaching, was falling short in what it could do, Uh, not just in Ottawa, but but elsewhere. Is that a fair Well, I mean, I think there's some truth in that, and I I don't think it's just in Ottawa. Um, I get approached an awful lot in my current position. Uh, by creative suppliers of all sorts, uh, many of the agencies in town, uh, and also many many ancillary type supporters, um, and it's very easy to to say, but I am insanely underwhelmed by most of the approaches. Uh, I think that uh, our is, it, is it the quality of their work or just how they reach out to try and sell? It, I, it doesn't even get that far. It's how they okay. sell it. It's how they present it. Uh, it's shocking to me. I spent a lot of time in the media, and it's shocking to me how it still uh, always feels like. What can you do for me, uh, as opposed to what they can do for Carlton, sort of thing? If they're right. asking me what uh, I can do for them, and, and it repeats itself all the time, so it's not a one-off. And it's weird. It's like in this town, there's some exceptional creative talent, and occasionally I'll sling a pint or two with uh, some of the better creatives in town that I th- think I know. And and um, there's a level of frustration that clients don't get it. There's a level of frustration that there isn't a lot of work around. And there's a level of frustration that you got to feed your family and you got to take what you can get. All of those are kind of valid. There's no question about so it. That sounds like, to Brazil, an Ottawa attitude. It's good enough, and it's, it's somebody else's fault. Well, I don't know if it's just an Ottawa attitude, but here's how it strikes me. Um, there is a lot of work out there uh, uh, anywhere around the globe. There's tons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got better networking opportunities, and I see opportunities come up a lot more than I ever saw before. And... Clearly, uh, the connectivity around the planet makes a big difference, but uh, there are opportunities that people in Ottawa can go for. It's not easy. It's not easy to get great creative opportunities. I get that. But if you're going to stay in this business and you're going to park your uh, ass in Ottawa, you're going to have to make a decision that you're either going to settle for status quo and bitch about it at the pub, mm-hmm. or you're going to out-hustle out, out, uh, out and sort of out-hoodwink um, uh, those larger opportunities. And I've worked with some large agencies from out of market. And, you know, why do we choose those large agencies? Well, it depends on the situation, but sometimes they've got a, a body of work that's really compelling because they tend to be working in larger markets with uh, clients with a lot more money. And uh, for a lot of clients, that marketing isn't like, should I or shouldn't I? Marketing is everything to them. And will I do it with you or will I do it with someone else? The big difference here. In Ottawa, we still tend to uh, run into the situation where people aren't sure they advertising is going to work, or we have a lot of small independent clients that are very uncomfortable spending their money right. into advertising, you know. 
And it's a tough one because, you, as I say, you got to eat. But at the same time, if you put shit work out or if you put mediocre work out, that's really what the market's going to be. So how and does an Ottawa agency, let's say it's an eight-person shop, mm-hmm. eight, eight to ten-person shop, how do they go about securing one of Ottawa's big clients? If It's almost like a chicken and egg type of scenario. So I'm Carlton, I'm the Mint, I'm a large government department. Well, first, well, you haven't done it before, therefore I must automatically look at Toronto and Montreal. So if I'm the Ottawa shop, how do I go about impressing you? Yeah, sorry, I jumped on the, uh, you while you are talking there. Uh, well, be, being a 50-year-old now, how would I, how would, looking back, how do I do it? Sure. Uh, number one, it starts with really ha- developing a meaningful relationship with people. You really know, have to know how to network, but network meaningfully. Um, I have friends that have five or 600 people that are linked to them on LinkedIn and Facebook. That's, I think that's ridiculous, you know? Right. I can barely stand five people. Right. And I think that it's probably the same the flip way. I mean, it's like watching channels. It's like favorite food. We might have a, a broad opportunity in front of us. We might have many choices, but we tend to come back to uh, pretty tight, comfortable groups. And I think the same thing comes down to networking and, um, and, and, and developing business relationships as well. And I find that uh, from my creative experience, we did a very poor job of doing that. We'd show up with a portfolio or we're afraid of the, I mean, a lot of times in the, times in the creative side, rejection's pretty heavy in sure. our business, okay? You're going to lose way more than you ever win. And the creative classes tend to be pretty sensitive, you know what I mean? Like we're fragile people. And that doesn't feel good, you know? A three out of ten in baseball makes you a millionaire. Right. Three out of ten in our business makes you feel like you're worthless, you know? And not rightfully so, because many times um, where the problems seem to start is, am I even talking to people that I should be talking to? Have I done enough uh, background on, on the kinds of clients I get? There's some clients I've worked for in town that are horrifying. Not because they're horrifying people, because they're horrifying clients. And it's a two-way street. You can be a horrifying client, you can be a horrifying agency, and it's a bad combination. And there are many clients in town that are used to having radio stations and they're used to having TV stations uh, cater to their every wish and their whim, yep. uh, supply what they call free creative. And, uh, you know, that devalues the creative, uh, the creative that we produce as well. And it's, all of it is a pretty crummy path if you just accept it. And the way you get around it is two things. I think you, you work way harder than you get paid for at the front end in right. town. I've done that for years where I've had to seemingly work for free. And a lot of people hate what I'm going to say, but it just took those kinds of efforts to get people to really see the value of uh, working with more rigor and working with more heart and telling better stories and realizing that you got to actually invest in your brand if you want anybody to care about it. And so that's, is sorry. it safe to say that what I'm hearing then is a lot of creative, just take the easy way out. It's low-hanging fruit. It's better than what the client has right now. I don't have to work that hard for the sale. It's good enough. I think some of that happens, but I also think this is a tough town because there is so much government work. Yeah. And anybody who's gone through the process of trying to secure government work in the bidding process, you know, there are very few agencies that are really well set up for it. A group like Macmillan does it well. Uh, they're a sharp, large shop with a lot of resources. A uh, group like Ackhart, custom built for that type of thing. Right. I've seen the inside of their shop, and let me tell you, they have as many people working on the bidding and the accounting and uh, all the technical stuff as they do on the creative side. Now, that's not a typical model for a creative business in town. Yeah. We're smaller, we're creative shops, and we'd love to get a shot of that work, but we're, none of us are, are built to go out and fill out these horrifying uh, uh, forms and 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 stacks of sheets to get us to qualify. And those qualifications have nothing to do with what we can do. So then, what, what would impress you then? You know, I've, I've been through a lot of agencies and have a small boutique now. And if somebody said, well, I'd go and do some work on spec and, and throw it out there to show me your ideas and 
uh, almost as a, as a door opening tool. You talk about we're a connected universe right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not talking about spec though. Okay, well, how, how would somebody, a small shop, uh, get your attention at Carlton? I, I think they would get my attention by being smart to start with. I'm super busy, uh, incredibly under resourced, and I just don't have time for um, conversation with almost anyone, let alone suppliers. But, you know, if people who could demonstrate to me in their own creative way, that they get what I do. And I'm not talking about putting a lot of money into it. If somebody's really into having uh, Carlton as a client, they should really be versed in the education space. So uh, there are many resources online that can keep them informed as to what agencies are doing. There are annual uh, creative uh, uh, competitions for uh, university and college creative around North America. There are a lot of people that are making policy and, and, and are, are the people that people are listening to in the space. So you do some research, and therefore I'd know that you understood what other universities were doing uh, because the people that I cater to within the university, they pay quite a lot of attention to what other universities are doing. Right. And um, right or wrong, they, we tend to emulate, right? And the other thing, too, about the academic side of things, it's, an, it's, a, it's a space that thinks very highly of academia yeah. and doesn't really understand or often give uh, the same kind of uh, respect to communications and creative. Right. So, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. a smart audience that really thinks they're smart and they're a tough one to break through. So when we come in with uh, ideas and we come in with strategies, they can't be pedestrian and I have to absolutely outwork all the people I'm pitching to because they are very smart and they aren't going to want to hear about it too much or the way I'd like them to. So I have to be really versed. And the same thing goes for uh, any supplier that comes to see me and says, um, like we have a video supplier we're working with right now and they're great and we were looking for a video uh, idea or we had an idea. They came back with something that was done not in education, but something that would really fit well to what we were trying to achieve. And uh, it was out of left field, and it was great, and they got it. It, caught, it saved us some money. Right. Very easy to work with that kind of a group, you know? And the money isn't the issue. I've got the budget to spend. Yeah. The issue is, is are you going to help me um, make a breakthrough, I guess, or, or, or I'll say, my, I guess my job is, I don't know if my job's ever on the line, but you want to impress the people in the house. It will be after house. this, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, with 200 people listening, man, this, this, <laughs> it is going to come down like a hail of bullets. Um, but uh, I think that, uh, like any business, at the end of the day, I'm no different than any other business. Right. I need a result. I'm being entrusted with a budget, and for that budget, I need to produce a result. So it's like anything else. Um, I may need a poster. I may need a campaign. I may need a secret handshake. Whatever I need, whatever you determine I need, uh, I need a result. But it's not all in the agency because there are many terrible clients that can't make a decision, that can't commit to uh, spending the money and getting behind the ideas. Right. Many a great ideas has been pounded flat. And that's why agencies also get disheartened. I think I had the most success when I'd, uh, for a, a short period of time, I was um, working with the City of Ottawa on contract and I did a lot of go-between work between their agency um, searches and the agencies coming in to, to pitch. I knew how to um, make sure that the client was a better client, mm -hmm. and I knew how to make sure that the agency was a better um, agency, and it helped both sides. You know, agencies walked away with a much clearer picture as to what they had to deliver on, and the client uh, walked away with a much more realistic understanding of what they needed to, to, to uh, excuse me to supply to be a better uh, client. And do I think, think it's just as much. Do you the think problem. that's something? It's what I'm here. If we talk about, I agree. There's a lot of creative people in Ottawa. There's a lot of very talented young yes, people. Yes, wickedly they, talented people. What's that? Wickedly talented people. Yeah, but what I'm hearing then is there's, um, 
almost a lack of business acumen. They're not putting the site Absolutely. into understanding their clients, uh, a way to approach, to get their clients' attention, how you're going to add value, understanding their budgets. It's not just about creative. To your point, it's make, make your client a hero. Um, and make, make your, your life easier. better, you know? It's like, it, yeah, make... The ease part is, it's just taking out the stress of someone who's under-resourced, okay? Uh, that's the only stress I need to be dealing with. I need to get, get someone to do the job that I can't afford to do or don't have the resource to do and make sure that when I invest that money, I'm getting somebody who gets it and is going to work hard. Now, most agencies do work hard that I've known. Uh, I do think there's a disconnect, though, when it comes down to uh, understanding the real business play, and the real business play is somebody needs a result. Right. You know, uh, Theodore Levitt said, the consumer did, doesn't need a, a quarter-inch drill, they need a quarter-inch hole, which is why they buy the drill. And um, I see many agencies, or I've, I've been pitched by many agencies that show me products, but not a lot of strategy, you know? And uh, I find that's, a, that's been a bit of a problem, but um, I, I still think there's a huge upside uh, in this town um, for anybody who I think wants to become a better um, business, I don't know what the term would be, just understand the shoes I walk in, or, or, or get the shoes that I walk in and support that a bit, you know? And it's like an iceberg, right? Like, I don't need to be reintroduced to everything anybody does, or, I mean, I'm old now, so nothing's really new. Yeah. If you give me a bit, I'm smart enough to get the rest of it. Just like our audiences, we, don't, we shouldn't have to be literal uh, about so much. And one of the things that pounds down the creatives that I know is that in this town, because there is so much government uh, involvement, and because there's a mandate to make sure that nobody is missed, you know, shit just gets pounded flat. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. like a mile wide and an inch deep. Well, then if you are, let's, let's, let's leverage some of your experience as, uh, as a client and agency guy. Um, so some of our listeners right now are marketing managers, marketing mm -hmm. coordinators. Uh, they're having to put out RFPs or they're dealing with vendors, you know, the first or second time. They don't have that wealth of experience. What should they be looking for? What kind of questions should they ask? Uh, how do they start filtering through all the stuff that's going to come at them to help um, prioritize the vendor's shortlist, a vendor that they should maybe talk to. Hmm. Any advice to them? Well, yeah, I'm so right uh, side dominant that from, uh, that's a, this is an area I always struggle in. Uh, but I would say it again. Uh, what I do is when I when I talk, first of all, I talk to people. You have to have the conversation. Um, and in today's economy, I find a lot of people don't want to talk. A lot of people want to talk through channels, right. not face-to-face, -face, not pick up the phone. I mean, you've got one of the best business strategies I've heard in years, and you said your job is to have coffee. I think if everybody had more coffee, I know it sounds kind of pedestrian, I think we'd have a way better understanding of each other's needs. There goes my competitive expect. advantage. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to do, but people don't take the time to do it the way you do it. Uh, what would I, uh, the checklist thing, I'm, I'm not very good at it. I've got to apologize to you and anyone who's listening. I don't know how to do that really well. I suffer from it. So what I tend to do is I tend to look for um, pieces that make me comfortable, pieces that demonstrate a kind of uh, intelligence that connects with me. Um, can, we, can we flip that around then? If, if, if we're talking to creative suppliers right now, how can they make it easier on that marketing manager who has to try and how can they put themselves to the top of that list? Because there's, there's, like I said, there's so many talented people out there who started their business, uh, they have some clients, and they're trying to move up the food chain. They're trying to approach a different range of clients. How do they make it easier for that potential client to pick them? Uh, okay, so if I'm typical, I am ridiculously busy, and I thought this job was going to be completely cush when I took it, right? Right. But uh, it's way, way busier than I thought it would ever be, and, and that's fine. I like what I'm doing. Uh, so I barely have any time to take any calls. I filter my emails 
uh, or my voicemail eventually, you know, it won't be quick. Same the email. So I'm a hard guy to get hold of, which might make me a good kind of person to use as an example. But when someone sends me something interesting, something creative, something offbeat, but not irrelevant, I can't stand irrelevant. I get a lot of stuff that's really irrelevant. But uh, I got a neat little piece from a, a wonderful designer on the market named Donna Darby. And Donna is absolutely into design for the love of design. You can see it throughout her work. So in all the email I get and all the direct mail I get and all the calls, you get something like that. It's this little oasis piece, you know, and I'll hang on to it. And I love, the, I love receiving stuff that is um, tactile, okay. real. I certainly appreciate good digital, but it's maybe my age or something, but something offbeat and a piece of mail that's really smart, I love. Now, don't send me a piece of uh, um, art that talks about how much of a, an online specialist you are because they sort of don't sort of line up. But I think that uh, great storytelling is what's usually missing in most business cases. Most people that advertise uh, do a terrible job of telling their own story. And I'd say that creatives are at the front of the list. Right. How many, how many agencies or, or creative types do you know that do a good job of presenting their stuff? So focus on building your own brand, I your think own so. story. Absolutely, man. Let that work for you. If I'd give one pe- a person a piece of advice, which I, I wish I would have taken or, or taken more seriously, I'd pick up uh, Tom Peters' brand you. Hmm. And that's exactly where I'd start. Okay. Because, you know, it's like, it's, uh, I get the supplier side of things. It's, it's the same as, uh, you know, we see 3,000 or 5,000 ads a day and we don't remember them. Well, we just, we don't remember stuff that is obvious and easy to filter. We do recall stuff that is fresh and, and interesting. And what's fresh and interesting for me is somebody who really has something that I can take advantage of or else I can benefit from. Right. Like uh, Brian Clark from Copy Blogger is a, a must read if anybody's serious about um, uh, being loved and credible online. Um, you know, I love reading Behance. Um, they really get the creative class really, really well, you know? Uh, checking in with Ted, that type of thing. I mean, yeah. I like to stay current that way, and I like to bring that stuff into my work. So anybody else who's got a, uh, so, uh, uh, who wants to have a conversation that uh, I think is um, not obvious and not about sales, I'll buy, I, like, there's not, there's not that much money to go around, so yeah. I'm going to buy from who I like before I buy from somebody who overwhelms me. Like, I've got a couple of, and I know I'm going off on this, but I've got a couple of print reps who are wonderful. But I'm going to have to either kill them or buy from them because they won't stop calling me. Now, I'm just kidding about the killing them part, but I know you sell. I know what you sell. I know you're dedicated to helping me do well. I get it. You've got to lay off the phone. Stop pounding that monkey for right. a while. You know what I mean? And so I said, so at the end of the day, if, if I, what I'm looking for, find a meaningful reason to connect right. and make me want to stay connected to you. I'll, I'll stay connected with anybody that's got a breath of fresh air in them or who really wants to solve problems. There's anybody else's. I mean, I mean, it's not really a scientific answer for you, so I apologize for that. No, uh, that's good. And I think it's a good place to stop right now. But to our listeners, um, you sum up with a couple of points. One, understand your your customer, your target customer, if you're from the creative class, spend some time looking at their business, their industry, understanding what works for them and what does not. Try and be fresh and unique. You don't have to follow the masses. This is the, the, contempor- this is the popular style of design today, and therefore that's how I'm going to design uh, if it doesn't suit you. And um, spend some time building your own brand to tell your own story, figure sure. out who you are, because then potential prospects will start, start noticing you. Uh, I think that's fair. Now, if you're one of our listeners and you are a marketing manager who's had a, a good or bad experience dealing with uh, Ottawa's creative class, or if you're a creative supplier or agency in Ottawa, 
um, and you agree, you think that uh, we could do a better job as an industry in, uh, in helping our clients, or disagree, uh, we'd like your comments on that too. Greg, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for having me. I don't know if we accomplished what we were supposed to accomplish, but uh, I love the conversation, so thank you very much. You've been listening to the podcast of the International Association of Business Communicators, Ottawa Chapter, produced at the Media Style Studio. The Voice is partnering with Kidic, an online tool for one-click surveys. We need your feedback on our podcast. Go to this address, it's a bit of a mouthful, bit.ly slash thevoiceott.